Hello everyone and uh, welcome to the uh, first birthday edition of Amber and Blue. Now, I know you're probably used to hearing Will Swan introduce the podcast, but I just want to take a minute, uh, instead of Will, to thank you all for listening, for the follows on Twitter. Um, And yeah, it's, it's meant a lot to me. When I started this over a year ago, I didn't know how it was going to go or what was going to happen. Um, But it's been an amazing ride this past year. I've met some amazing people, met some absolute idiots as well. But, you know, that's life, isn't it? But, yeah, I really appreciate it. And, you know, a quick thank you to Lower League Luck, who gave me the confidence to do this. Um, My co-host Richard, who most of the time it's just us two rambling about Mansfield but it's always nice to have someone to talk to and um, Natalie who sorts out you know on the buses for us on Amber and Blue Travel Amy who helps us out with raffle and things like that it's um, yeah it's been an incredible year and long may it continue we're going to try new things this year we're going to get a bit braver hopefully get a bit bigger because we've dropped off listeners for some reason but Genuinely, for everyone listening to this, thank you very much. And um, we will now continue with our regular show. Thank you. And welcome to the birthday edition of Amber and Blue. Well, we are officially one year old today. Um, amazing, really. When I- when I started this, I just wanted to give a space where Mansfield fans could just come and chat about the team, the things going off. And yeah, it's it's been really well, to be fair. It's um, it surprised me how long I've managed to keep this going. Um, and just, yeah, I'm just really, really impressed with it. I know we've had to change times a little bit. Today, I've like moved it to this just to celebrate his first birthday. And to be fair... I thought Gregory had a sign by now, so I thought we'd have been talking about the massive uh, signing of the summer, but doesn't seem to be. However, I don't know if this fucking Twitter space is working all right. Um, if anyone can hear me, just drop a thumbs up. Richard, I've sent you a co-host request. Um, is it working? Is it not? Evening. Evening, mate. You all right? Oh, not bad, you. Yeah, yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad. It's fucking freezing here, mate. Honestly, I am Baltic. <laughs> Do you know even colder tomorrow? Mate, honestly, the only reason I've delayed this space like to today is just to celebrate the first birthday and the fact I thought um Fort Gregory had a sign by now and he hadn't. So I'm fucking stood at, at the ground, freezing cold, watching Edward do his goalkeeper training. Um, just to do a Twitter space about a player that I haven't even signed yet, so we're on form. We're on form. So, uh, well, this is what this is what this is what happens when everyone keeps announcing he's going to sign every hour. I mean, it's good when you go on Facebook and you see, oh, it's being announced at five, it's being announced at six, it's being announced at seven. Oh, well, actually, it's not being announced at all. So, honestly, so I got a message on this account, right, with a timer and a contract saying two p.m. Well, two p.m. came and went. I come trade. I brought Edward goalkeeper training. One at lads said. Oh, I've heard it's seven o'clock. So obviously everyone gets rate excited. Tweet goes out and it's about buying a fucking new car. You know? <laughs> so I don't know, mate. Um I think that's the thing. I think that's the thing at the minute. Everyone's just sat waiting and 
everyone who's got notification turned on for when Mansfield Town tweet or anything, it's everyone's checking the phone as soon as it vibrates or whatever. And like you say, it's a it's a sponsored Carabao drink or something. Yeah, and and that's the thing, isn't it? It's just like yeah, just announce it. I mean, realistically, for him to play tomorrow, he would have had to assign by twelve o'clock today. It'd have had to have been all done and dusted by twelve for him to um, play in tomorrow's game. So I'm hoping that he's done, dusted, and signed. Um, however, however, I've got a little bit of breaking news. You know, Go on, then. are you ready for it? So I don't think he's signed yet because we ain't got no fucking third shirts. <laughs> we haven't though have we like that you was, go in the club shop we've got surprised um, we were cast off, to be fair like yeah, yeah can you imagine tomorrow oh Lee thanks for signing mate sorry sorry that you can't play because we ain't got we ain't got a blue shirt for you it being like Gales or something <laughs> maybe peeling numbers off back on it as we speak he was, he was injured yes. he was injured at minute he was out injured at minute O'Toole they'd be like peeling numbers and name off back of O'Toole to get printed up ready for tomorrow I don't I don't reckon he's injured. I reckon he's just been on one big holiday this season. Mate, he's he's living his best life. Isn't I can't it? even remember the last time anyone's seen him. I think it was it. Did he play in a cup get uh, like a B team game or something at RH? I think that was the last time he played. Yeah, that's when he got injured again. But I think last time we saw him, what game did we go to where you fell out with that youth? Where was that? Crawley. He won't. He didn't play there, did he? No, he won't bench though, once because he was warming up with Boateng. Well, I wouldn't have been taking any notes, John Joe at all, then would I? Ah, uh, fairs, yeah. I mean, I bet you'll make it most of every minute seeing him in that Stags kit. Well, well, you see, now we've got a couple of injuries. He's he's, he's back in frame, and I'm just waiting for him to come on and score a winner, just so I can, you know, gloat about it. But what game's that going to happen at then? Well, tomorrow, hopefully, because he might be gone after. Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it might be his last one tomorrow, but. Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see whether the Gregory move starts something our end where we start like loaning players out. Obviously, it te- well, um, I think in Janu- January in, in general, it tends to be like a, a domino effect. And obviously, we don't know what, what's, what we're waiting for, but it's, it's one of them where some random club could sign a player or loan a player and then suddenly it's a snowball effect and it just knocks all these dominoes into place. Because I think when... I think when Wednesday announced that they'd signed a striker a couple of days ago, I think everyone thought that that was maybe it and that, that would give the green light for for Gregory to sign. But then it obviously day, days have passed and there's, there's still nothing. So, But I've said from I've said from beginning, obviously, I still don't know. I've, I've seen a few people saying it's a loan deal and a few people saying it's a 18-month contract and what have you. But I've said from day one, you know, Wednesday's chairman's a, a fruit loop. He's a, you know what? Wednesday fans are wanting him out. Uh, you know, he's not exactly got a great reputation with their fans and what have you. And he seems a bit of a, a knobhead at times. So, you know, he, he's going to be trying to get the maximum he can out of it. Regardless, even if we think we've got a deal in place, if someone else comes in and offers that little bit more, he's, they're going to take it. So, yeah, definitely. I think that's like the said, thing, you isn't it? You believe it when you see, you believe it when he's holding shirt, I suppose. Yeah. If we can find one. Yeah, that's it. I bet he's holding home shirt. He'll not be holding that third shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you, he might be holding third goalkeeper shirt at this rate. 
But yeah, you're right about Wednesday's chairman. I think he came out earlier in the season, didn't he, and said, I'm not funding club anymore. So, you know, I don't know. O- hopefully we can get it over the line, but I don't want to... I think my worry is I don't want to spend January worrying about Gregory, missing out on other targets, and then shutting up shop and be like, oh, great, we've got, yeah. we ain't got a striker again. Because, you know, I think... We've said before that a striker is someone that we need more so now that Oates looks as if he's done for the season again. Um, so you know, a striker is something that we do we do need to bring in. But like you say, we can't. As as good as a signing as Lee Gregory would be, we can't like put all his eggs in one basket because we do need some cover up front. Yeah, definitely. Um, Dan's put in the uh, chat, mate, that O'Toole came on at Crawley and played up front. Right, I, I can't remember. To be fair, I can't remember much of calling. No, I think we, I think, I think we were both pretty hammered. To be fair, so cheers, cheers for that, Dan. Because we wouldn't have known, mate. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's like, you know, if you're looking around the squad and you're looking roughly at what we need, I don't know. Yeah, I know people are saying Jordan can play up there, but obviously with Callum Johnson being injured for ten weeks, I mean, where does ten weeks take us? That's towards back end of season and all, isn't it? What's that? January, Feb. Yeah. Well, it's about about three months, isn't yeah. it? So it's sort of mid Feb, March. Yeah, yeah, mid April. I think season finishes early May, doesn't yeah. it? So, so yeah. and then you've got to get back to full fitness. Season. Yeah, and like you say, Jordan's going to be used as probably right back between him and and George Williams. So you know that's someone else who could play up front that's not going to be playing up front. Not that he's played there much at all but you know you sort of down to Lucas Aikens it was you know we know how, how big a miss he is when he's not on the side and, and Will Swan who's not exactly pulled up many trees this season and I suppose the option after that is moving Keeler Dunn up front but you know I've said many times before his best position is playing behind a striker not sort of as the last man yeah I mean um you know, speaking of strikers and stuff like that, what were what were your thoughts about the game on Saturday? Obviously, it's his first loss at home. Um, what were your take on it? Um, it? It was just one of them where, you know, if we don't make that, if we don't make them errors right at the beginning and go a goal down, I mean, I think Nigel said it himself, and you know, we're trying to play out front back sixteen seconds, 90 seconds into a game, you know, just get through the first five minutes and if you are under pressure, just get rid of it. And I think there's about three or four and them passed it between them and, you know, they all could have sort of oofed it and just moved everyone up the pitch a little bit. But we've tried to be too clever, play out front back and it's ended up in back at net. So I think that, that sets you back. But, you know, it's just another one of them games where, you know, if we had a, if we had a striker... We 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 probably get something from that game, but it is only one. Well, it's the second defeat in league, but it's the first defeat at home. But we have naturally been probably poorer at home over the last few weeks compared to us away form. So I think you could tell if another defeat was coming, it probably was going to be at home rather than away. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. It's like, so we, I was talking about it to another Stags fan at work the other day, and we were saying, you know, if you just got a season ticket for Mansfield and only saw them at home, you probably would be a little bit more disappointed th- this season, even though they've done amazing. So like when you go when you go to watch them away, I think you get to see the proper Mansfield town, and you know you don't get all the shit. Because again, Saturday, you know you're second in league, you've just lost your first home game at season, and this folk in D block just, just giving Nigel shit, and you're like, why? You know, like Nigel said before, yeah. Nigel said before. You know, people are going on like we're second bottom and we're clearly not. But the thing is, it's those people that turn up in that block, they get they spent game giving him shit. You never see them away from home. You know, they're always at home, they're constant. But the thing is, eventually, managers get fed up with it and you could, in theory, push push him out of the club. Um, And that's, for me, that's, that's a worrying thing because it is, it's like, you go away from home like Stockport, we we don't, you know, we do a bad pass. Everyone just gets behind them. Come on, lads. You do a bad pass at home. Crag was silent. There's a few moaning. Oh, shit. I've got a bloke who sits four rows behind me, just calls Aikens Bambi all game long. He does my head in. And it's just like... I think in general, I think in general, though, when you look at other, other fans and you, you see them talking about atmospheres and that, I think in general, teams... In terms of atmosphere, teams tend to have a better atmosphere away from home than they do at home. Like, like I've said before, the, the problem with stags at home is um, everyone's more spread out. Like obviously, Daniel travels with us most of the time for the drum. And whenever you walk into a ground with Daniel, everyone just sort of follows where the drum's going. So all of a sudden, you've got everyone who wants to sing, wants to cheer, wants to make noise, wants to support the team. All following the drum, and it, it, in you know, it knock-on effect because it creates a better atmosphere across the whole away end. Whereas at home, you know, people are spread out everywhere. I sit in the next block along from uh, queue towards the halfway line, and they all stand up in queue block. But you watch half of them, and, and they don't sing. They just they just stand there, and you know, they shrug their shoulders and shake their head and stuff like that. But they're not they're not doing anything to improve the atmosphere and create an atmosphere at home and like you said people behind dugout getting on Nigel's back like you said we're second in league it's it's the clearest and best chance we've had of promotion in god knows how many years so you know if players make a mistake which they don't do often this season you know get get behind them give them some support you know we we don't need to be jumping on the back when we're second in league two points off at top you know what i mean it's yeah it's just stupid. Yeah, it's just daft, isn't it? I mean, Dan's commented saying we do need a striker, but the final ball was poor Saturday. I'd, I mean, I'd agree with that. Lucas wasn't given a whole lot to deal with. The crosses into the box consistently not beating the first man. Our corners have been really poor since County too. See, I'd, I'd agree with that. I just think, you know, I got frustrated Saturday because I'm watching them go down the wing and they're beating the man. But it's, it's that final ball into the box. And when we do get a final ball in, it's either hitting first man and being cleared or it's um, it's just not getting... It's going to back stick and all the way over to the other side. And we can't seem to deal with it. It's like, for me, Aidan Flynn, like, when the corner comes, he's always at the back post. So that's what you're aiming for. But 
the goals we have scored, some of the goals we have scored from corners and crosses when Flint's been in that box is we've put him at the front post and he's just done a little flick on. Um, yeah, and, we, we've become a bit too reliant on, certainly for attacking corners, just chucking Flint up, putting him at back stick and whipping the ball into the box. You know, I don't know. I know, obviously, November, December times, obviously, there's a lot of, it's a lot of Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. So you're not getting a great deal of time on the on the training ground to work on them sort of things. But it, it is predictable. I mean, obviously, I sit with, with Norman on a Saturday and there's this ongoing joke where as soon as we get a corner, we just look at each other and say, Aidan Flint back stick. Cause, you know, and, and if we can see that, the opposition can see that. So, you know, like you say, when we're making runs to near post and what have you, and changing it up, that's when our corners become more effective. But I think in general, our set-piece delivery and crossing into the box has been relatively poor all season. Yeah, and I, th- I think it's something we need to look at. I mean, I would quite like, let's say we get we get three corners first off. I'd quite like to see one with Flint at front, maybe one at back, and then one running into the middle. You know, just something different so their defence don't go, I don't, you know, I don't know where this big tall bloke's going to be. Um, and just to keep them guessing, because the more they focus on where Flint is, the more you've got a chance of Bailey Cargill, who's got a bullet header on him, getting something on yeah. that. And I think that, yeah, you know, you need to be looking at those type of players to, you know, head the head the balls into the back of the net. But I think it's something to work on. You know, not everything's going to be amazingly perfect. Saturday, Saturday was frustrating. And I think w- probably with, with a decent striker, you'd get a point or you'd win that game. Because, again, 21... 21 shots we had, but only three on target. So it's something clearly we need to work on. But also, when we're talking about home form and the games at home not being great, Smithy's stat, as we're now going to call it, this is it now, Rich, Smithy's stat. New segment. New segment, new segment. New segment is Smithy's stat, says Stags are the third lowest scorers at home in the whole league. That, yeah. You know. it do, well... I don't know whether that surprises me or not, to be fair, because we have been, like I said before, we have been relatively poor at home. And I think, especially early on in the season, I think there was two or three games sort of like around each other where teams were just coming and and sitting in in like two banks of four and we struggled to break them down. And if we were nicking it, we were just like scoring like the odd, the odd goal. We weren't, you know, a, a lot of our high scoring performances have come away from home. Yeah. And a lot of our, like, see, we was having this conversation earlier. Can you think of a game at home where you've gone to and thought, oh, that was brilliant. Like, the the one I can think of is probably when we beat Morecambe. But realistically, if you say, oh, what away days, you know, if you come away going, oh, that was mint, there's a lot more in there. And there's got to be a reason why we play better away than we do at home. But then we go, you know, Saturday we go to Morecambe, who I think have got one of the better home records in the league. So obviously we've got yeah. one of the best away. They've got one of the best home. So it should make for a good game, but they've lost quite a few players. Um, I think... Yeah, I was just uh, I was just looking before, because I can remember through a week, there was, it seemed to be every five minutes somebody was being recalled from being on loan at Morecambe. But... Uh, that Michael Mellon, who's their top goal scorer, he's he's been recalled by Burnley. I think he's on loan from yeah. um, 
and Tom Bloxham and Ellie King, who were both, when I've looked looked a bit deeper into it, they've both up there on appearances. So they've, you know, it's it sounds like it's three sort of first team players that they've that they have lost. And like I say, 13, 13 league goals from their strikers are a lot to lose in in one player. You know, he's I think he's like sixth or seventh top goal scorer in, in league or something. There's a few of them on on thirteen. So that you know, that's a that's a big player for them to lose. So. But again, we can't we can't go into that game thinking that just because they've lost a few players that they're gonna sort of roll over and accept defeat. Like I say, they've got one at one at best home records, and you know we have got. I think we are the best away team in the league. If I'm, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm not. Um, so you know it should be a it should be a decent game, but it, it's a game where I think we need to bounce back from that crew game and and try and take all three points. Yeah, I think so. I think I think realistically, you know. We bounced back. Well, we we bounced back and we kind of limped back, didn't we? I think we lost that game and then it was two two with Tranmere, wasn't it? Where we got the like equalising goal. So I think that was after we lost to Swindon. So yeah, that was game after. I, I think an away game probably for us and our away form is probably the best thing to have after a loss because. You know, the, you're going to be backed by about what six, six hundred, six hundred and thirty Stags fans, which is a decent. The last seen, yeah, the last I seen there was less. I think they said there was less than two hundred and fifty left. So whatever that makes, I can't remember how many we got. You know, that's it's you know it's decent numbers again. I know for those of you listening that have got season tickets, uh, Wimbledon tickets went on sale today. I think they're already in the five hundreds now. So, you know, we we're getting decent away followings, and uh, it probably and considering considering like leading up to Christmas, we had sort of Swindon away, Crawley away, Sutton away. Then obviously everyone's had Christmas to deal with. Then it was stock obviously Stockport away, New Year's Day, Morecambe away this weekend, and then Wimbledon away again before end of month. So, you know, some big big trips there, and you know, each game we've been backed by. D- decent travelling numbers, so you know, hats off to everyone that that can travel. And obviously, finance is a big thing, and not everyone can afford to do it. But in in general, just in terms of the club, it's it's good to see that, that you know there's a good following going all over the country to support them. Yeah, de- definitely. And I think you know that's that's the positive thing at the minute is that you know fans have really brought in and and backed them and supported them. Uh, Dan's put in the chat for him one of the. Uh, best home displays was against Wrexham in the league. Uh, he couldn't believe we didn't score and we looked really purposeful going forward. I think I remember that game and yeah, to be fair, it, it was a good game for a nil-nil. I think um, I think we have had some good performances at home, but they are very few and far between. Um, and I think that's one thing we need to look at. But Rich, do you think that's because, you know, Nigel gets there, the players get there and it's nice to see all the fans, but do you, do they do you think it worries them as 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 a team as footballers knowing that maybe one missed cross or one shot missed that they're going to get abuse from the fans and do you, do you think that that puts them off a little bit? Well, I would like to say I would hope not, but I think subconsciously it will. You know, they will take notice of them. Of them sort of things, you know. No matter, you know, when you go away like at Stockport and the obviously Nigel and players that are interviewed 
all commented on you know how good the away support was so they do notice the support whether it, whether it's good or bad and whether they'll always admit it or not they do they do notice you know what what fans are singing and what have you and like I've said for the last few weeks I think the prime example of that is is Christy Pym you know ever since the I think it was the Sheffield Wednesday Cup game and he made a couple of saves I think he saved a couple of penalties or something um and everyone started you know singing him and backing him it, you could you could just see it in him his, his confidence was going up and some of the performances and some of the saves that he's, he's made this season have been unreal so you know backing players does does make a difference and like you say that there's always going to be players who are it will become like the latest boo boy and you know for some reason there's there's fans that ever since he signed they've always used Lucas Aikens as a scapegoat you know if we win the team have done well if we lose it, it's all Lucas Aikens' fault and you know but when when we don't have him in the side like I said before you can see how much we'll miss him so we just need everyone everyone just needs to get on the same page because like I said before it's the best it's the best chance we've got and the more united everyone is the more the more everyone backs them and supports them Harvey, the better the chances we've got going up yeah definitely I mean to be fair so like the other day I got I got home from nights and like absolutely shattered got in bed you know you fall asleep and you have a dream but you can remember it and you wake up right so I got in bed yeah. and I dre- for some unbeknown reason I dreamt Lucas Aikens scored an overhead kick against Barrow on last day of season to send us up right and literally I must have jumped up because like I fell out of bed <laughs> So, I, 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 mate, honestly, I think come end of season, I'm going to chuck a fiver on Aiken's score against Barra. Maybe it's like a vision or something. Well, I'll win back all that money that you keep putting on Swan to score, mate. Mate, honestly, yeah. He, uh, every, every week, a quid. Who's going to score this week, Swan? Swan, I've won once. But, I mean, <laughs> see, it's an interesting one. So, we move on to the Will, the Will Swan thing. So, I've got my views on this and... You know, I'm sure you've got your views. I think Saturday for me was probably very detrimental to Will Swan in the fact that, you know, you got 10 goals last season. Fans were singing your name, you know, 30 yards or 40 yards. Swan is scoring goals. You know, this season he got injured pre-season. He hasn't, he's had a bit of a stop-start season. He started, then he got injured. So he's not really had the season we'd all expect him to have after his 10 goals last season. However, if you're a football player, you want to play. Do you think it's damaging to Will Swan when you see Nigel put a defender up front as a striker rather than bring you on? How would you feel as a player, Rich, if if your gaffer did that to you? Would you be like, right, realistically, if that's his views, then I probably need a loan or a transfer or something like that? Well, I think I think the big thing, certainly against, I mean, it it seemed to have been sort of parked the whole, because there was a spell, I don't know if it was October November time, where whenever we needed a goal for an equaliser or a winner or whatever, the the go to was chucking in front up front. But then that seemed to be parked for a little bit. But then it made its return against uh, against Crew. The problem I had was the balls into the getting the service into into the forwards was sort of the issue. So regardless of whether Flint was in the box or not, it, that wasn't really the, the issue. You know what I mean? Um, 
But like I say, for Will Swan to be sat there, knowing that, you know, six months ago, Mansfield forked out to sign him on a permanent and what have you. And obviously, the, the, well, but Flint's not a striker, but the two completely different players, obviously they've chucked their Flinty up there, like I say, to chuck balls into the box. Swan isn't going to be known for winning headers against their centre-halves and what have you. But like I say, it can't be doing his confidence any good seeing that sort of plan B, so to speak, is chucking Aidan Flint up front while he's sat on the bench. Yeah, definitely. And I think, I think I do kind of feel sorry for him. And I think, again, he's another one that, you know, you've heard fans come out and say he's, he's shit, he's, he's been a bit poor and all this that and other. But I genuinely think he's just not, you know, people are raving about Ollie Clark at the, at the minute, but Ollie Clark, if you think at the start of the season, he got injured pre-season, didn't really do a pre-season and he, he struggled, um, you know, and it took Ollie a while to get back into the swing of things. So I just think, um, I just think you've got, you know, you've got to give him, you've got to give him minutes. I remember talking. God, I was just, go on. I was just, I, no, I was just, I was just looking at that because just at the, at the stats and what have you, he's made 18 appearances in the league this season and 14 have come from like off the bench. Um, he's played a he's played a total of five hundred and fifty one minutes, and for context, Alfie Kilgore's played two hundred, and he got injured. He did it. He was out for the season after was it the second game against Donny? Second game of the season, mm. he got injured. Yeah, I think or third, third one. It but... fairly early on. Yeah. Um, Stephen Quinn's missed most of the season through injury up until shortly before Christmas. He's played over eight hundred minutes already. So. You know, Swan certainly hasn't had the time, but like we've said before, we're so, when we're on that run, we we couldn't really afford to put Swan in and say, right, here's six games, have a run of games and find yourself because we, we, we weren't in a space to have that sort of luxury. But like I say, it's frustrating because we all know there's a player in there and we keep saying if he scores, he'll kick on and he'll find his confidence and then he scores but he just never seems to you know he's had a couple I think one was in one at cup games and he got one in league a few weeks ago or something um, but it's it's never sort of kicked him on or he finds himself back on bench I think he scored one just before one at games got called off didn't he yeah because I, th- I, I said at the time I would start him next week while he's sort of on a high and then the game got called off so that part that one yeah that yeah he come off the bench didn't he was it was that Tranmere was it Tranmere? I think it was, wasn't it? It came off the bench at Tranmere and took the shot and it... Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure it was Tranmere. Um, they, yeah, and MK, MK Don's got called off. Yeah. Uh, Smithy's come in with another start. Are you ready for this one? I, 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 honestly, you know what, everyone, if you've ever met Smithy, right, go and have a chat with him and you'll think, well, how does this bloke know all these stats? Because you, you just won't think it, would you, Rich? No, well, he copied and pasted from somewhere. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. To be fair, he's obviously been busy tonight on the old flicking through stuff. Ollie Clark has <laughs> the best plus minus in the league per ninety minutes played. So that you know that shows you how well Ollie Clark's come on. I mean, you know, I remember us talking at the start of the season when he when he lost the captaincy. We were all like, I wonder how he's going to recover, and I think. I don't think it seems to have bothered him. In fact, he's probably played better without it. What do you think, Rich? Yeah, I think 
we commented earlier on in the season that, well, at first we didn't know how it was going to go when I think Clark was injured the start of the season and Flint took the armband. And then when obviously Clark came back, everyone was just naturally expecting Clark to pick up the armband, but Flint still got it. And I think everyone was a bit like, you know, will that affect dynamic? But it, it obviously hasn't. And like I said, I do think it's maybe it's helped Ollie Clark not having it. And, you know, sometimes it, it does that to players. You know, if you've got if you've got the armband on, you sort of worry about everyone else's performance and everyone else's jobs rather than just focusing on your own. Obviously, Flint is, you know, well into his 30s. He's, he's been there, done that, got the T-shirt, so to speak. So he, kn- he knows what he's doing. He's a lot more experienced. So I think it's sort of helped Ollie and the team in general, him not having the armband. Not that he was doing a bad job, but I just think, you know, sometimes there's better options. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that's it, isn't it, realistically. Um, how, do, how do you feel about Flint's new contract then? Do we think um, do, Edward says he feels good? You should be goalkeeper training. Crack on. See you in a bit. <laughs> um, yeah, how do, how do you feel about it then? Are you happy? Do you think it's a positive move? Um do you, do you think, Yeah, I mean, he has been solid since we brought him in? Yeah, it's, de- it's definitely a um, a positive move. And I think uh, about well, a couple of weeks ago or something, when you asked for like player at year and what have you, and I said, uh, I said Flinty, and I know obviously what he wasn't here for the back end last season, but I think for what, what he's given the club on the pitch and I think he's made a massive difference off it as well just obviously the level that he's played at and the standard that I can imagine he brings to to training and games and what have you I think you know it's a it, it was a massive sign at the time and it's proved that you know he's been arguably one of the players at season so far um, and yeah he's probably one of the main reasons why we've certainly went on that unbeaten run and why we playing so well this season so you know to get him tied down for another uh, 18 months I think especially as well when he doesn't know what league we're going to be in next year the fact that even if we are in League 2 he's still committed to staying is you know a massive massive for club yeah I think I think that contract signing is massive because I've openly said and I'll say it again he would walk into any League 1 and League 2 team um, and I'm sure there were some League One teams sniffing around. I'm sure, you know, Derby have had a little bit defensive worries with some injuries. I'm sure they'd have been, you know, sniffing around. So for him to commit is, you know, let's it's not really long term, but what is long term in football now? Um, I, say, I think it's, I think it's long term for 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 certainly sort of League One and Two because a lot of deals that get chucked out in League One and Two tend to be just like one year one-year deals or two-year deals. So, you know, it's... To get him this early for next season as well, it's... Yeah. It, it's good work by the club. Yeah, definitely. I mean, how old is he? Is he 35? 34. 34. So that's going to take him to what? 30, 36? Yeah, 35, 36. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, he's not probably not going to have many, many more years left, is he? But realistically... You know, it's good to see that he's stuck with us. Um, John and Carolyn's probably rewarded him and Nigel for the hard work he's done this season. But 
I just think defensively, the, the one thing we've lacked over the years is is a commanding centre-back. I don't think we've had one since, I'll go out on a limb and say, Christian Pierce was probably the last one we had that was really, you know, commanding and stuff like that. And now we've got Aidan Flint and I'll chuck in Bailey Cargill as well because I think, I think Bailey Cargill's been quality so far. And, uh, I think at the start, at the start of the season, before um, before Flint came in, obviously everyone was before, like I said, before he came in, when the back, the centre backs was going to be Kilgore and Cargill. I think everyone thought that that was going to be like the best centre back pairing in League Two. So then obviously Kilgore gets injured, and you replace him with someone like Aidan Flint, which arguably makes that back two even better. And then obviously Cargill. <laughs> Cargill then got injured, knowing our luck. But then you bring someone like Lewis Brunt in, who I think we said last week. You know, when when we signed him and Nigel came and said he was the best best we could get at the time, or some everyone's thinking, "Fucking hell, what we signed here!" But again, he's been quality whether he's played centre back or in midfield where he's played the last few weeks. He, he's been immense. Yeah, ge- for, for for us. Yeah, genuinely. When when Nigel came out and said that, I had a. You remember Richard Naughty? Yeah, I, I yeah. genuinely had them vibes again. I was like, "Oh God, he's going to be horrific." Um, but no, it, again, another. I think he's out of contract in the summer. You know, I'm I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that yeah. he's out of contract in the summer. So, you know what? Hopefully, good season. We get promoted. You know, another player that we could add to the ranks because I think you know I think Stephen Quinn. What do you think he'd want to crack it in League One, or do you think he'd retire? You never know, Stephen Quindy. I, I, would, I would suspect up or down is is probably had it, like going to call it a day this season. Um, whether he whether he sticks about for another year as sort of a player coach role, I don't know. Cause I think that's what they tried to offer the James Perch, wasn't it, before he left to go elsewhere. So whether they try and do the same again with with Stephen Quinn just to keep him around the group, but. Yeah, yeah, I think this will be. But I mean, since he's come back, he's still relatively. You know, he's, he still makes a difference. He's still, you know, straight into the side. He's still completing his normal sixty-five, seventy minutes every game. So, you know, he's he can still do it. It's just whether he wants to do it for another twelve months come the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's the big question. Um, do you see Do you see any more incomings for us this window, Rich? Do you mean anymore? We haven't signed no one yet. Well, like let's say, let's say Greg- you're, you're on the provider that Gregory's going to sign. Yeah, on. yeah. I'm saying if Gregory's signed, do you see anyone? Do you see anyone else coming in? I would find it highly unlikely, unless it was sort of like I say. Obviously, we hope it's now being out for the season, and Johnson's pretty much out for the season, barring the last couple of games. I would think, you know, you know, the squads took another bit of a hit, so. I think the only way after Gregory, I think the only way we'd sign anybody else was if it was a sort of a one out, one in sort of thing. But I can't see us. I can't see us letting any more go or any more coming in. To be fair, yeah. And I think that's why I think that's why Botang to Swindon's probably gone quiet because of the injuries that we've picked up. You know, we can't afford to let more players go. Otherwise, we're going to be back to not naming a full bench or or putting kids on the bench. Yeah, and and obviously, you know, while it's good for un, 
you know, it's the last thing. We want to end up in a promotion push is being like undermanned. And that's why I I honestly thought we might um we might have gone for a couple more and we and we might do, you know, they might save them until like deadline day at eleven o'clock when we've been sat there watching everyone else make some signings. Um uh, we might just pull one out of the bag, but I, don't... I think it's one of them obviously if a, if a player becomes available that they maybe weren't after or they weren't looking to strengthen that you know, because I don't think Flint was planned until he became available and then they sort of snapped him up while they could. So I think if, you know, if a player comes available that makes us better, I think they'll they'll go for it. But I don't think they're probably, at, apart from a striker, obviously we all know they're after Gregory, but apart from a striker, I don't think they're actively searching to bring anyone in. I think Nigel was asked if they were going to bring another right back in after Callum Johnson got injured, but he sort of said that they've got uh, Barry and... Williams. He actually mentioned McDonald's as well, but I'm sure McDonald's all left foot. So I'm not sure how well that would work on right, at right back. But yeah, I think that'd be an interesting one to see. To be fair, um, but yeah, I think I think we're in for we are in for an interesting month, um, and I, I I do genuinely think that um, you know there'd be some surprises in the way there might be a player leave that we don't expect to leave. There might be a player stay who we don't expect to stay, like Boateng. I mean, who knows? It is January. Teams, some teams do get desperate, and you know, for those who want to look at desperate, you've just got to look at Carlisle. Um, sign Bradford's keeper. I think they're in talks. To sign. Well, there's rumours that they're going to sign Jake Young, um, and they've been sniffing around top players in League Two. Now, if they don't stay up, they're going to have a decent League Two side next season. But um, yeah, I think well, even just well, I mean, I don't know why. That Michael Mellon that's just been recalled from Morecambe, I don't know what I don't know obviously what Burnley's intentions are, whether he's planning on using him at Burnley or whether they're trying to get him up higher into maybe his League One. But you know, there seems to be a lot of players around League Two being recalled by the parent clubs. Yeah. For what reason I don't know, but that that's another market to keep an eye on. You know, if he doesn't stru- sort anything out between now and end of month, maybe he's one that we could go in and see if we can take till end of season. Yeah, definitely. And I think I think that's the thing with loans, isn't it? You, you know, you just don't know how long they're going to be around for, if they're going to get recalled. I don't. I think due to Leicester's positioning in Championship, I can't see them recalling Brunt, if I'm honest. Um, I, just, I just don't think they would. Um, yeah, although the interest- I think that's, that's why we're, we're in a good position in terms of not having... A load of loans. And like I say, Morecambe had three record on loan just this week. So, you know, the more loans you get in, you know, there's always a clause from the parent club that they can be recalled, you know, with so many hours notice or whatever. So, you know, to have that, um, you could sort of have your team ripped away from you within the space of a couple of days if you've got like four or five loan signings in. So I think, I'm sure, I'm sure Brunt's the only one we've got on loan. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. I think we've moved away yeah. from... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah so last year, last I mean, year we had a massive miss if he got if it'd be a massive miss if he got called yeah. back. But it's not like we're losing, we're at risk of losing three or four players. No, I mean Harry. Harry's made a good point. So Harry's put a picture in the group saying that um, someone with a crystal ball in Mansfield Town FC followers uh, banter page has put um, Lee Gregory staying at Sheffield Wednesday. Um, obviously, that that's probably from. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday's owner under a fake name, possibly. Who knows? Uh, it is silly season, but the also uh, the better tweet of the uh, 
to it from Harry is we should be going all out for Cole Stockton if Gregory doesn't come off. Um, I think that's that's a really really good shout. He was he was at Morecambe last year, wasn't he? He was. I'm sure he was a free agent because I'm sure he was one that I mentioned when we were going through it in the summer. Yeah, he was. I'm sure he was the name I mentioned then, but I can't remember where he went. Uh, he ended up at Burton, didn't he? Because he scored against us in that like whatever that oh, crappy cup's called now. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, and he's he's not getting game time. Apparently, he's unhappy and wants that. You know, the last game he played 13 minutes. Um, so I'm just I'm just trying I mean, to get it, him up. Obviously, we, you know, it's all it's all guesswork in regards to Gregory. But like I said before, some are saying it's permanent. Some are saying it's alone. If it's permanent, that means we'll have, we'll be having we'll be paying some sort of fee to Wednesday. So there obviously is some form of pot there to to sign a striker if if Gregory doesn't come through. Yeah. Yeah. It's just true. making sure we don't I'm just, waste it. And I'm just trying to get the Cole Stockton stuff up. Uh, so, he's played 16 games this season, only 10 in League One, um, and scored one goal, and that were against us in the EFL Trophy. I'm sure it was last year when he were at Morecambe. I'm just waiting for it to load up. Um, but yeah, he's he, he's a proven goal scorer as well. I'm pretty sure he was at Morecambe. Pretty. Sure. Yeah, he was definitely he was definitely at Morecambe. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like I say, if he's out of favour at Burton, then then we all know Nigel loves signing players from Burton. So uh, I'm sure he'll be keeping an eye on that one. He'll know. Uh... Yeah. I think I think that's it, isn't it? You know, I think if anyone can get a deal for him, decent. Probably be Nigel if he genuinely wants that. You know, he's twenty nine. Um, there you go. Look, so his his best season was twenty one, twenty two. Played forty four games, got twenty three goals in league. Um, so yeah. so there's a goal scorer in there. Um, again, he's twenty he's twenty nine years old. He looked he looked good against us. You know, I, th- I think it's probably a decent shot. But um, it's whether Burton want to let him go and how much you want. We could probably get him on in a loan. Um, but I, I agree with what Harry says. I think we do. I just hope that we've um, we've got a like plan B and a plan C. Um, yeah, it's, we can't be leaving it up. We, we knew before these couple of injuries that were picked up that we needed another goal scorer. So the fact that Oates is now injured as well. I'm not saying that means we need two, but it just, you know, increases the importance of needing that 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 striker coming through the door. Just out just out of curiosity, do you know where? And I, I'm not saying he's going to sign before everyone jumps down my throat. But do you know how much Bradford are wanting for uh, Jake Young? No, no, I don't. I might find out. I'll put a message out. I'm imagining because I don't think Carlisle. Are, I know they've just been to cover, but I don't think they're naturally big spenders. No, but they, you know, unless have, these new owners have come in and they're just going to piss it all at water, because Gillingham did that, and then they seem to have gone quiet on the spend. Yeah, and I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's because they've got American owners too. I think it's a very American thing to do, isn't it? Come in, piss loads of money away, act, act like you're amazing, throw money at it, think you're going to get promotion. It doesn't happen straight away, and you go, oh right, well we'll go quiet for a bit now. Uh, you know, Crawley tried yeah. doing the same as well, didn't they? So I think it's very like it must be the American way when it comes to English football. But 
I think realistically, you know, Harry Lewis wouldn't have come cheap because he was one of the better goalkeepers in League Two last season. So I'm presuming he would have come cheap. I'm sure I've seen somewhere today it was 200 grand. Mm. So, and who else did they sign? They signed someone else, haven't they? Oh, they signed, what's his name, from Arrogate? Armstrong. So, they're obviously going to try and have a go at it. But I think, I think for us, I would rather this season, now we're in this position, everything's, you know, going well. I would probably like to see us get two strikers in, maybe. You know, just I'd I'd rather overload than underload. You know, you only need yeah you only need an injury to Lucas Aikens, which has happened to see that we desperately, desperately miss him, and we need some kind of because obviously Lucas isn't getting any younger, but you need naturally that similar player to come in to play that role, and I don't, I think that's a one position we haven't got. You know, I mean, there's, J- um, there's James Gale as well. I, mean, I don't know what the situation is with him. I mean, I know he has played this season, albeit. 11, 11 appearances off at bench. Um, so, but I don't know, I don't know what Nigel sort of rates him because I think at times he was getting put on before Will Swan was. So, you know, is, is, there's an argument, could you loan Gale out and bring in a more experienced striker just to get us over the line who can deal with, you know, because the closer we get to the end of the season, each game is going to become bigger and bigger. So, you know, an experienced striker who can deal with that sort of pressure is is probably what we're going to need. Yeah, definitely. And I think if you've got a striker that's been there, seen it, done it as well, like, I know, I think Harry's put in there that Jake Young's about 175. But I don't know. The thing is with Jake Young for me is that he's literally had one good season at goal scoring. He's not... He's not. He's had a good six months. Yeah, he's, he's not really been consistent. It's like that one that you know that one that's just left Wrexham, who they signed from Barrow, who's gone to Donny. Um, he he literally had a fairly okay season at Barrow, and then obviously Wrexham decided to throw some money at him, and it's not worked out. I think realistically, now we're in this position, you need to look at probably not people that's tore up the league as such, but have been constant with goals throughout the season, like a Stockton. You know, I remember Gregory playing for us the first time around. It didn't really work out, but I think that were more down to the manager playing him in different positions than anything. But, yeah. you know, again, it's it's just something we need to look at moving forward. Um, before I start wrapping up, I'll bring Brandon in. Brandon, mate, uh, brought you in. What do you want to say, dude? Oh, he's gone. Hello. Hello. Oh, hello. You all right? Yeah, mate. So, sorry, I'm a, I'm a bit drunk. I'm totally... I'm- Currently at Travel Lodge at Morecambe. Oh, okay. How's it going, then? All right, mate. Uh, well, I don't know what you're talking about because I've just joined because I've just been munching on my Chinese. <laughs> um, <laughs> we were talking about what, what kind of striker do we need going forward? Well, 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 well personally, I think we're all right in all areas apart from the strike position because... Yeah, Aikens is a good all-up player, but I don't think he's the answer to take us up. Like, he scores goals, yeah, fair enough. I mean, Swanee, he's not getting his chance. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know, I know what you mean, mate. That's 
you know, we were talking about it earlier about, um, you know, Swanee and the, he, he just needs minutes and hopefully the goals will come. But obviously, yeah, I, it, how is it in Morecambe, mate? Anyway, is it freezing? Um, well, I've been in shorts all day. It's not, well, I'll tell you one thing, it's not COVID in the pub. Yeah, fair. It's, it's 180 a point. That's not bad. Where's that at? No, Where's that at? Well, Can you uh, recommend any for tomorrow? Well, Oak Westfield, all Oak Westfield lot, they're in the, the cheap. Oh, fucking hell. Uh, Chieftain, which is right corner from our hotel. Yeah. That's uh, 180 a pint. And then right corner, you've got, I, I can't remember what it's called. That's 180 a pint, happy hour. And then you've got the boardwalk. Been in there plenty of times. That's that's bad one. And that's only about ten minute walk from ground, but there's a bus stop outside the ground that will take you straight outside the ground. Oh sweet, that's that's decent then. Um well just before you go, mate, and I bring someone else in, um have you got a score yeah, prediction no for tomorrow? Well, I'll talk to a Morecambe fan in pub and he said that he hasn't like he's been following Morecambe thirty odd year and he hasn't been going to own games because of owners and he said he said it'll be about 3 4 nil tomorrow. Mm. Interesting. I mean, that's a good chat. Well, thanks for joining us, mate. Enjoy your food and uh, hope you're not too hungover tomorrow, Doc. Oh, no, don't you worry about that. I'll be back on air tomorrow. Good effort. <laughs> good effort. Um, evening, so, evening uh, Brand, Brandon number two. Um, how are you, buddy? I am fantastic. Good. Uh, are you travelling down tomorrow or are you already there or are you not going? Um, what do you think, Ross? I've got no idea, Doc. That's why I asked you. Oh, I'll take a guess. Uh, I'll be one of the first two. Mm, probably travelling down tomorrow. Of course. Right. So, uh, what do you think the score's going to be tomorrow? 1-0. Who's going to score? Christy Pym. I mean, good effort. I mean, it's nice of you to join and be productive rather than be an absolute fucking tosser. But, yeah. uh, He's gonna. The ball's gonna be windy. And it's just gonna go straight in. Yeah. Well, let's see if you're right or not. Yeah. You might want to chuck a fiver on that, Ducky. You'll get some decent odds. Nah, don't gamble. I'm gamble free. Oh, Gambling's bad. Bless you. Try it once. Uh, Rich, what do you think the score's gonna be tomorrow? I will go two on Stags. Yeah. I think. I think it's going to be a difficult game. I don't think the conditions are going to be the best, but I think this is probably the best game um, that we could we could have after a loss with them losing a lot of lone players and a couple of injuries. So I'm I'm going to go two how, how often have Morecambe lost at home? Sorry. How often have Morecambe lost at home this season? I don't know. They've got the. We said earlier they had one of the better home leagues this season. Um, yeah, that's what I said. I thought they had one of the best like home records in the league. But, but when I talked to that Walker fan, he said that he doesn't feel very confident about tomorrow. Well, the, yeah, but every t- every team says that when they play Mansfield, and then we just don't turn up. But they have lost. They have yeah, lost yeah, three. They have lost three of the best players. Yeah, three of the best players and an injury to another one. They brought some young lad in today, um, so I think they might be a little bit light on numbers tomorrow. I'm. I'm fairly confident. I th- I think we probably win two nil. Um, do you think, Rich? Do you think Gregory is announced, and do you think he starts? No, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I think obviously they've got to be signed by twelve o'clock today. So I think 
the ship certainly sailed from playing against Morecambe, but uh, hopefully by the time the next game comes around, he's, uh, he's signed and delivered. It's, it's all just rumours, it's not real. Yeah, well, that's the same with anything, isn't it? Until you see him holding the shirt, that's um, that's the only way you can go, isn't it? So, right, Rich, who's your player to watch tomorrow then? Uh, we'll go Will Swan in honour of you. <laughs> yeah. There's uh, Edward can't do this because he's good, because he's goalkeeper training. So, yeah, that's it. So, those of you in Morecambe, uh, have a good night, have a few beers, enjoy it. Um, those those of you uh, travelling down tomorrow, have a safe journey and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for uh, everyone joining us on our first birthday edition. Really appreciate it and uh, take care and we'll be here next Wednesday after hopefully six points because we've got Forest Green Tuesday after this. So, fingers crossed. Right. Cheers, everyone. Thank you.